Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, unwanted pets and relatives, greetings. It is I, your favorite social studies teacher. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls are all that we are going to recognize on this show. Thank you very much. With enough expertise to at least make things interesting, I'm Mr. Palumbo, and this is the Professor Liberty Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, folks. You know I always appreciate everyone who turns who tunes in, not turns in. And uh, I hope you guys are doing well. Please don't hesitate to give me a five-star rating at Apple iTunes. If you give me a written review and you let me know about it, I will get you a free limited edition Professor Liberty sticker. If you want to email the show, the email is Professor Liberty 1776 at gmail.com. Send me your questions, your comments, your concerns, your ideas, whatever. Send them to Professor Liberty 1776 at gmail.com. Okay, well, the one year anniversary of Professor Liberty Podcast is right around the corner. Episode one, Never Surrender, was published on February 11th, 2021. And so I want to announce that we are going to be starting a new series called the Bill of Rights, where I'll dissect each of the 10 amendments of the Bill of Rights. That'll be next week, however. Today, I want to briefly talk about something I witnessed in world history class. So we're discussing the origins of the Cold War in world history. And I began to ask the class a question, a little survey, if you will. I said, with a show of hands, who has ever heard of the name Adolf Hitler? The whole class raised their hand. Now, to be fair, we just went over fascism and World War II, so that might be why a lot of people knew about Hitler. But then I asked a question, again with a show of hands, who has ever heard of Joseph Stalin? Two kids raised their hands. This phenomenon fascinates me. It really does. And this is why I wanted to talk about it today and hold off on starting the series about the Bill of Rights, because I just wanted to get this out there and see what you guys think. I find it interesting that uh, Adolf Hitler has become a cliche. I mean, he has become the epitome of evil. I mean, he's probably more famous for evil and suffering and, and darkness than Satan himself. And how come everybody knows who Hitler is, but nobody knows who Stalin is? Now, one student who I was a proud I was proud of this response, he said, well, Hitler had the Holocaust. Okay, great. Good point. The Holocaust was an event at, where at least six million Jews, as well as mi- a million other people deemed not suitable for society, were systematically killed. That is a perfect definition of genocide. Well, did you know that Stalin was quite familiar with genocide himself? Take the Ukrainian famine, for example, known in Ukraine as the Holodomor, which, is, which was orchestrated by Stalin's collectivist vision for dis- of destroying private farms and establishing giant collective farms run by the government. Did you know that in the year of 1932 to 1933, 
More than 3 million Ukrainians starved to death because of this policy. History.com writes, The Ukrainian famine, known as the Holodomor, which is a combination of Ukrainian words starvation and to inflict death, by one estimate claims that it took the life of 3.9 million people, about 13% of the population. And, unlike other famines in history, which are caused by blight or drought, this was caused when a dictator wanted to replace Ukrainian small farms with state-run collectives and punish independent-minded Ukrainians who posed a threat to his totalitarian authority. Unquote. Uh, 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 excuse me, Mr. Plumbo, I got my hand up. Mr. Plumbo, uh, Mr. Plumbo, you don't call me anymore. Mr. Plumbo. Yes, what? Uh, well, you know, obviously three million people, Mr. Palumbo, uh, that's, you know, that's less than the six million that Hitler killed in the Holocaust. Well, that's just one example under Stalin. There's also the Great Purge, which was a mass killing of people within the Soviet Communist Party. Most scholars put that genocide, if you will, it's probably not, it's more of a purge, they, but they put that mass murder, we'll call it, between 600,000 to 1.5 million people. And those were his own people. Communists killing communists. Mob justice. It kind of sounds like the cancel culture. All these people are so hip with the cancel culture until it comes after them. But okay, you want to go on simple numbers then. Well, if that's the case, Chairman Mao of Communist China should be the universal epitome of evil then followed by Stalin, and then old Adolf comes in third. The Washington Post writes, Who was the biggest mass murderer in the history of the world? Question mark. Most people probably assume it was Adolf Hitler, architect of the Holocaust. Others might suggest Joseph Stalin, who may have indeed managed to kill more people than Hitler did. The quote goes on to say, But both Hitler and Stalin were outdone by Mao Zedong from 1958 to 1962. His Great Leap Forward policy led to the deaths of up to 45 million people, easily making it the biggest episode of mass murder ever recorded, unquote. So why does Hitler get all this recognition regarding evil and mass murder? And why do people like Stalin and Chairman Mao, get a pass? Well, I, I've got this answer, and this is my opinion, but i got a threefold answer for you. Number one, Hitler started World War II, and his belligerent aggression caused needless grief, death, and destruction. Let's face it, no Hitler, no World War II. No one wanted it. No one had an appetite for it. No one except Hitler. So he's, that's going to fall directly on him. And that might be why he gets all the attention that he gets. Number two, Stalin and the Soviet Union were our allies during World War II. Now, it was more of an ally of convenience, but it was an ally nonetheless. Of course, once the war was over, our friendship with Stalin deteriorated about as fast as toilet paper does when you get it wet. But still, Old Uncle Joe, the original Uncle Joe, by the way, was our friend during World War II. And finally, number three, we have to realize 
that Hitler was fascist. And fascism is identified with the political right. This is why Cheney was a fascist. This is why Trump was a fascist, right? Because fascism is identified with right side of the spectrum. Communism is on the political left. Now, of course, both of these are extremes. So eventually, if you go far enough, either way, you end up in the same place. Both, of, both fascism and communism were totalitarian. But we can't ignore the fact that Stalin and Mao are leftists. And what political ideology dominates academia, Hollywood, culture, leftism, statism, Marxism, whatever you want to call it? There are people today who look up to Stalin. In my curriculum, I was required to talk about how under Stalin, women entered the workforce and more people got university degrees. Really? Wow! Man, that's Stalin. What a guy. Kills millions, starves millions. But hey, more women are working and people got degrees. Wink, wink. So anyway, this being the case, most people in our universities, our colleges, even our schools, our elementary schools are politically on the left. And they're not going to be too excited to put the spotlight on men who also embrace their ideology. And what did it create? A dystopian nightmare. The matter of the fact is this, communism or Marxism, they're not real economic philosophies. Nothing Karl Marx predicted ever materialized. And to be even more frank, even his best ideas, quote unquote, were sophomoric at best. But the real power or influence of Marx and his ideas are that they engender this visceral, cultish, religious impulse which is ironic because communism and the Marxist ideas that spawned it are strictly atheist. But think about it. Cults are all about mind control, strict conformity, which is evident in every single communist regime throughout history. They, they, they worship the cult leader, right? They have strict uniformity in thought and looks. Look at North Korea. They all dress the same. And this is all enforced through secret police, or in China, a surveillance state. So that's why even today, with at least a hundred years of history to learn from, people still want communism. It's a cult. This, this, that's why, you know, why isn't fascism popular? Well, it didn't last that long. And it was defeated in World War II. Communism has lasted almost a hundred years in Russia. It was about 80 years. And it's still going strong in China and North Korea, even though China right now isn't really, you know, they have the totalitarianism of communism, but they've abandoned all the economic principles because, you know, they don't work. But when someone's in a cult, they're living in a fantasy and the fantasy is strong. It's a strong thing and you can't break away from it. Ultimately, Stalin and Mao will never receive the disgust or the infamous reputation that they should because leftist ideology is live and well. And if people denounce Stalin and Mao, they're going to have to admit that the ideology they're administering is void, vacuous, bankrupt. And they're never going to do that. Man, I love that word vacuous. V-A-C-U-O-U-S. Such a great word. Extra credit for this week. Look up that word and then use it in a sentence. Great word. Vacuous. 
Well, there you have it, folks. It was a quick podcast today, but I wanted to get those thoughts out there. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Why does this keep coming up? Why does oh, communism, oh, oh, Mr. Plomo, communism hasn't been tried. It has been tried in Asia. It has been tried in Latin America. It has been tried in Europe. It has never worked. It will never work. But why do we have to keep arguing against it and educating people? Because it's a cult. It's a fantasy. It's a utopian dream. And dreams are hard to dispel when you really, really, really want it to be true. Here at Professor Liberty, we seek to educate, inspire, and restore. If you like this podcast, please give me a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. If you want to email the show, the email is professorliberty1776 at gmail.com. Send me an email. Tell me what you think. Hit me up on Facebook. I want to hear what you guys think about this. Until next time. Go throughout the land and proclaim liberty.